four, three. Yeah, we need a director to be like, and you're in, and you're live. And you're live. <laughs> hey, welcome to Mom Cave Live, where we may have lost our minds, but we have not lost our senses of humor yet. I'm Jen, and I'm here today with Tara Clark, who is Modern Mom Probs. Hey. Hello, Jen. Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. Yeah, I'm excited to have you too. And we're also live over on Instagram. It's like our behind the scenes cam. So comment and tell us if this is making weird echoes or doing strange things, then we'd love to know. Yeah. Um, but for those of you that don't know Tara, she's, she's so many things. So let's see. She's like um, an icon of the parenting humor genre, written for all the places, been in funny everywhere. And wrote a book called Modern Mom Probs, a survival guide for the 21st century mom. Yeah. And she's the founder of the Blue Dot Project, which is about. Not that I'm the spokesperson this the year. The spokesperson. Sorry, see. I'm the spokesperson. The spokesperson for the Blue Dot Project, which we may talk about in a little bit. And she just started a subscription fashion style box. It's called the Modern Mom, mom Style Box. Starbucks, great. There you go. So, the, so many things. First of all, how do you do so many things? We need uh, to. I don't know. And you know what's funny? Like, thank you for that that introduction because that was an incredible introduction. And uh, I don't know actually how I do all the things. I'm also the the PTA president um, at my son's school, and I don't know how or why I do all of these things. I don't know. I don't you know. know. I just accepted to be the, not the PTA president, just the class parent rep for the second year in a row. And I was kind of like, oh, I'll do it if no one else will step up. That's what happened. That's actually how, I mean, at least in my case, becoming PTA president is no one else wants to do it. So I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. That's always my thing. Like that's my, I think just in life, I think that's always just how things happen to me. I just, I just do it. Everyone else takes a step back and I'm that one person right. still standing up front. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do it. Sure. I, I know. It never sounds like, like all, adding a thing doesn't it sound like a big deal. But when you realize you're adding all the things, then you, you're like, I can't, I yeah. can't possibly yeah. give them all the attention. Set boundaries. That's my advice to everyone watching right now. Set boundaries. <laughs> Say good no. advice. Um, right. And picking which ones are more important to you. And also the thing I'm working on is like, this is a season. So in this season, I can do these things and this other stuff, I, I'm going to do in another season. Yes. Oh, I like that. I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to steal your seasonality and, and keep that. I'm a, I'm yeah. a fan. I like, like that. this isn't, I love to read. This is not the season for me reading novels because my kids won't let me. This is the season for like five sentences at a time on the toilet reading and then in a few years, I'll get back to novel reading. Yes, that's true. That's totally right. I haven't read a good book in a while, unfortunately, uh, unless the um, like who, what series counts. Like my son, he's in third grade and he loves those books. It's like who was, you know, Ernest Hemingway or what was Area 51. Those books are awesome. And so those I've been into recently. Uh. <laughs> Cool. Well, um, okay. So Instagram's telling us it's a little bit hard to hear. Well, okay. if you're having trouble hearing us on Instagram, head over to facebook.com slash TV, And someday I will learn how to make it all happen on all the, all the. We're going to do it next time. We're going to yeah. do it. Head over to Facebook. I'm going to look over here. So that we're okay. So, so we're, we're talking to her. 
So we were just talking about books, but you may not have time to read books, but possibly that's because you were busy writing a book. Also true. Yeah, that was my my pandemic baby, right? Everyone says like, oh, either you got a pet or you had a baby or you, you know, did a crazy purchase or something. Um, I, we also, yeah, I guess we did get a pet and wrote a book, but um, <laughs> you're making us look bad here. Oh, no, I'm making myself look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, but seriously, uh, yes. So I wrote uh, Modern Mom Probs, a survival guide for 21st century mothers. During the pandemic, I I had gotten the book deal right at the very beginning of the pandemic. And like kudos mm -hmm. to my literary agent because all of the publishers were like, no, no, no. Like the bookstores are closed. We don't know what's going to happen in the world. Like, no, no, no. And this one publisher, Post Hill Press, said, yes, this sounds like a great idea. Let's give it a... Um, let's give it uh, a shot. And so they published the book and I had six weeks to write it. It was during the summer of 2020. My son was home and I was like throwing him like fruit snacks and being like, here, watch TV. And like, I'm like writing a book about like how to be a good parent while like trying to navigate this new world of pandemic parenting. And so, um, yeah, that was the summer of 2020. And then the book came out this past spring. Wow, congratulations. Um, we're gonna give away a signed copy to somebody who's watching and, um, Let's see, we'll choose like the best comment, the craziest yeah, comment. That's whatever. good. Yeah. Giggle. So yeah, ask us questions, leave comments. We have um, EJ saying remote learning became a full-time job. And Lynn said- yeah, My son was virtual all year last year from September right through June. And um, it was definitely a full-time job. Yes, I can attest to that. It is. It is. I, I, we were lucky. We got to go back last year most of the time because my kids were mostly outdoors, which was cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they built like these outdoor classrooms and it was it was interesting. So, yeah, like the kids being in school is something that they need and we need. Everybody needs it. <laughs> Yeah. No, it was it was a big adjustment uh, for me, I think, like dropping him off this year and like then not having him in the house, you know, like he was always with me last year. So like while I was working and and he was going to school, he was in a different room. We had a dedicated um, room for him in, in our house. And, and so I was always just used to him being around. And then all of a sudden he wasn't because he was at school. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how like when your kids are around and you have something to do, you're kind of getting kind of annoyed and you're like, oh, if only I had uninterrupted time to do this. And then they go away for hours at a time and you kind of miss them. Yes, it's true. It's true. No, I, I, I definitely feel like that. I especially felt like that, like I said, in the beginning of the school year when I had to like adjust with the fact that he wasn't there, but now I'm good. Now I'm like, you know, in work mode. And so I tried to do, because obviously like I work for myself, right? So like I adjust my, my work hours, but like I really try to keep it to the school hours as much as I can. And, and that's not always the the case, you know, but um, as much as I can, I, I try to, I try to be present with him when he's home. I really, you know, try to make an effort, um, you know, to, have face to face time with him. And like, now he's at the age where he just like wants to come home and like watch TV or play video games or stuff like that anyway. But I'm like, no, like, let's hang out. And and he appreciates that because he's still a big snuggler. Oh, keep the snuggles while you can. It's getting to be tough with my, mine's a little older. And it's like, oh, no, we're in that stage. I know. I mean, he, mine's going to be nine in November. 
So I'm really trying to like hold on to that because I thought eight was a great age. I, I still think eight was a great age. And so I'm curious to see like what those tween years are going to be like. Mm, yeah. yeah. I feel like kids today kind of skip the tween years almost. There's like no tween. Now it's just like kid, teenager. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I mean, like maybe like 10, 15 years ago, there was definitely like that tween concept, like where that's how they even came up with the term tween, right? Like that was the thing. But you're right. I think it sort of just goes kid. And now all of a sudden you're grown up and you have a phone and you're doing grown up phone things. Yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's a little scary. Yeah. Um, tell us about, there's some portions of the book that I think could be really helpful for, for you to tell people about. And one of them was you have a whole section on screen time and yeah. managing screen time. A lot. Can you give us a little overview of what we can do to manage it? No, definitely. Screen time, I mean, as I already mentioned, is, is, is a big topic in our house right now, um, especially because my son loves Roblox, which if your kids aren't into it, don't let them get into it. It like sucks up so much time. Mm -hmm. like, just always talking about it. And he wants to, and, and he loves it. And I understand that. And he's making friends and all, but like, I think it's a huge time suck personally. Yeah. So, having said that, uh, it's really important to set boundaries around screen time, even before you physically hand over the iPad to your children. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, let's set a timer. How much time do you think you want to play on your device today and they say, you know, half an hour, hour, whatever it is, set a timer. If you have an Alexa or something like that, you know, have her set the timer, ring the buzzer, say, okay, you know, screen time is over. And then, you know, go play outside, go read a book, go do crafts, go do anything else um, but that. But I think it's really, really important to set the boundaries before you hand over the device, or even if you, before you hand over the remote control for the TV, any right. of those things, because then when you ask for, Let's say you don't set the boundaries ahead of time, but then you're doing it on the back end. That's where the fights happen. That's right. when they're already like, you know, I call it screen fiend. That's when they're already fiending for that. And they're like, yeah. no, I don't want to shut it off. No, I don't want to give it back and all of that kind of stuff. But if you have that discussion ahead of time, then it helps ease the transition. Right. It's like just one more. Or this one's not over. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a it takes a lot of communication around the screen time. And and I notice it now more that my son's older like for when he was younger it didn't seem like such an issue so when you know he was maybe like four or five or so i'd say like okay that's it and he'd be like okay but now with the ipad and the video games and that kind of stuff like i really have to set limits because it, it's challenging I've, I've spoken with many experts on this many different times and many people say you need your child to put the onus on them so that they can understand that they've had enough Maybe okay. their eyes feel dry. Maybe like their eyes are tired. Maybe their thumbs hurt from playing. Like maybe they're like pent up from sitting too long. And like, if you let them decide for themselves, then they can control it. And they feel like, oh, I got this. Like I played a half an hour of video games. I'm done. I want to go do something else. But that's not true for every kid. And that has so, never happened for either of my kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> so like, I try to like give like my son like put the onus on him to be responsible for that, to like build that independence. But unfortunately for him, it just wasn't the case. Like he'll just play and play and play and play because the video games that they engineer nowadays and code nowadays are so different from the ones that they did when we were kids. Like right. they make Roblox to be addictive. Like they want you to spend more time. The longer you spend the eyeballs on Instagram, Facebook, all of those platforms are meant for you to be 
there, locked in there for the longest time period as, you know, as possible. And so it's hard for kids to take the onus and, and be independent to say, okay, I've had enough. Um, so I think we do have to like jump in and try to, um, you know, set those boundaries when we can. Sure. I mean, if we can't even control it as adults, you know, we know it's not good to look at our phone before bedtime. We know we should be getting to bed. Yeah. I say we and I mean me. And <laughs> I'm just scrolling in the rabbit hole of TikTok, going down and like learning about crazy weird things. And, and, and you just want more and more and more. And if like we can't control that and we know it's bad, yeah. we don't have a grown up telling us what to do. So they, they need a grown up telling them what to do for yeah. sure. I, I agree. And like I said, many people say, you know, let them try to figure it out for themselves. But, you know, my kid will play literally all day if right. he his druthers. And like we just, you know, you just can't have that after a while. So you do have to step in and say, you know, that's enough. Like and you want them to be in tune with their bodies enough to mm -hmm. know, oh, like, are your eyes tired? You know, is your back hunched over? Like, does your back yeah. be hunched over too long? Like you have to like get them to sort of be mindful of how their body feels if they watch too much screen time, if they play too many video games, any of those things. So ask them to um, to sort of check in with themselves. That's interesting. I'm going to try that for sure. Yeah. Um, so to change the subject a bit, because you do all the things, and I want to try to get to a little bit of each thing real quick. Oh. Um, so you're the spokesperson for the Blue Dot Project. Can you tell everybody what that is? Yes, absolutely. The Blue Dot Project is a campaign that I hold really close to my heart. The Blue Dot Project brings awareness for maternal mental health issues. And we're actually coming up in October. Um, it's Maternal Suicide Awareness month. And so we're going to be doing a lot of uh, Instagram lives talking about the importance of maternal mental health and getting professional help when you need it. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm definitely going to check those out. Yeah. When you talk maternal mental health, most people think of postpartum depression. And I, I assume that's probably the most um, prevalent yes. one. But what, what other kinds of things do, do you guys work on? Sure. So absolutely. It's postpartum um, depression. It's postpartum anxiety. It's postpartum rage, OCD. All of those things um, fall underneath the umbrella um, of the Blue Dot Project. And again, it's for bringing awareness and to stop the stigma against mm -hmm. the negative stigma against um, mental health issues. Right. It's so, so much more common than we think. And the, the idea of being a great mom for some reason doesn't include being human. And so if um, anyone's having any of these kind of struggles and they don't feel like they can admit it because then they're not a good mom, then they're not going to get help and then they're not going to be a good mom. So it's yeah. like this self-perpetuating cycle. It's a terrible cycle. And, and that's why the Blue Dot Project exists. That's why organization like 2020 Mom, which the blue dot falls underneath exists to, to get women the resources that they need um, to be successful, to be happy, to be safe for their children, to be safe and for them to live happy, productive lives. So cool. it, it's and, really important. like I said, it, it's a project that holds that I hold really dear to my heart. Um, Lynn ha has a comment saying, I think a lot of the stigma is the fear of losing your kids. And that makes a ton of sense. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I agree. However, totally. you know, that, that's cool technology, how you just brought that up there. I'm, I'm learning these things. I can press the comments up, but I can't figure out how to go live on Instagram without an echo. So, 
you know, I'm making baby steps. <laughs> That's good. No, I, I'm impressed. That looks beautiful. Lynn, I, I agree with you. I think there's definitely a stigma of if I speak up to get help, then either professionals won't, will think I'm crazy, will take my kids away from me, will not think that I'm a, um, a fit mother in order to, to parent them. And so I think sometimes people, especially historically, would bottle those emotions and mm -hmm. bottle those, those thoughts and, and unfortunately suffer unnecessarily. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard enough if you have a supportive partner who wants you to get help and, and is there for you. But if you are single or going through a divorce, that's when I know people get really afraid of losing their kids. So you want to make sure like you're the stable one and absolutely and stuff. So there is help and it's uh, the blue dot project.org. Is that the website? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's so exactly. check that out if you want to learn more about that. And now we're going to move on to a more fun and lighthearted topic, which is dressing not like a mom no dressing like a modern mom i'm right it doesn't like modern mom it's okay so i'll tell you the whole story about about the the style box mm -hmm. 20 years ago at my first job out of school i remember having a business lunch with my boss and coworkers at the time and we were just sort of just talking about business ideas and i was like you know what would be a really cool idea if you could rent clothes that you wouldn't necessarily have to buy. And then when you were like done wearing them, then you just send them back and then get new clothes. Like now, a library for clothes. Pardon? Like a library for clothes. Right, exactly. And like, at, you know, like I didn't really grow up with a lot of money. So like we didn't always have, like I loved getting new clothes, but I didn't always have the money to get new clothes. And so that was sort of my idea for, for the concept. And so I, I mentioned that at lunch. Everyone laughed at me, totally poo-pooed the idea. They were like, that's the dumbest idea ever. That will never happen. Wow. And so here we are, 20 years later, it may have taken 20 years, but it's, it's still happening, is the Modern Mom Style Box. And so it is a monthly subscription box where a member signs up and she receives three articles of clothing per box. And so she can keep them as long as she wants. So let's say you get them and... It doesn't fit. It's not your style. You don't really love it. You could send them back, and then, like in just a few days, then you get more clothes. And so yeah. it's really like so it's not three per month. Pardon? It's not three items per month. It's three items per box. So okay. you could get. So I'll give you an example. My first box. So we just launched two weeks ago. My first box came last week. I tried on two blazers and a pair of joggers. And oh, there you go. Yep. And I sent those back because the blazers were like a little big on me. And so but I kept the joggers. And then so I, I sent them back. And now my next box should be here probably today or tomorrow. So you could just keep sending things back as much as you want. So you're not just like committed to those three garments for the whole month. You could keep them for the month if you want to. But if you're like, nah, hard pass, send them back and then you send, then you get three more. And so you oh, wow. have new stuff coming in. And it's also exciting because then you're like, oh, what am I going to get this time? Like, I, I don't know. How does the shipping work? Do you pay for the shipping? No, shipping is free. So I, I work with a company called Castle, which they handle the back end logistics. So mm -hmm. everything comes through Castle's warehouses. They're, they're also the ones that... Um, they sanitize the clothes. They double wash the clothes that we do wet washing. We do dry cleaning. And then we run them through this, this giant steam tunnel that's like 240 degrees Fahrenheit. And everything is sanitized through there. And then they're shipped out. Um, 
And so their brands are brands that you've heard of. It's Banana Republic and Taylor um, Loft. Um, there's several other brands as well, but those are the ones that just pop up off the top. Oh, Express is another one too. And so uh, it's perfect for working moms who, you know, usually for me, when I always worked in an office, I was like, I had like four blouses and like three pairs of slacks. And you're trying to like mix and match those to make them look right. like a new outfit each time. And like, that wasn't always the case. But now here, like you could always keep getting new blouses or new slacks or new sweaters or blazers or right. whatever whatever you're looking for. So um, yeah, it's a really cost effective way to like constantly have new clothes in your wardrobe. Cool. Can you tell us how much it costs per yeah, month? Sure. So it's $60 a month. And like I said, you get three items of clothing per box, but then you could keep switching it every yeah. two days. So let's That's say you get it, you receive it on a Monday, you get, let's say, we'd have a lot of dresses, right? So let's say you work in an office and you wear a dress on, let's say a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, send those back on a Friday, probably by next week, you might have more clothes than to wear for the following week. And you just keep awesome. that forever. So, the, so you know how my brain works. And I broke, you said 60 bucks. I broke it down. Like that's $15 a week. Um, what I would think nothing about like buying a $15 shirt at TJ Maxx once a week. I should think about it, but I don't. That's just part of my routine, you know? So I, that's really cool. Okay. Yeah, so that's what it is. And it's it's sustainable because then we're not like going through the fast fashion of always having a 50, $15 shirt from TJ Maxx or right. 21 or whatever it is that's ending up in, you know, in a landfill or something like that. Right. All of our clothes are quality checked by our team, making sure that all the zippers work, the buttons are on, all of that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, and then we're just trying to help the environment while making moms feel cute and stylish again. Yeah, that sounds great. We got to do that. Um, you know, it's a big day when I um, I showered this morning and put on makeup for for you to be here. You look gorgeous. I was going to say, Jen, really, you look adorable. My husband offered to drive the kids to school today, and I was like, "Yay, shower time!" Really? That's sad, but it made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> and you have such a cute shirt on too. You look adorable. Thank you very much. You know, um, my entire wardrobe pretty much comes from Old Navy at this point. So I definitely would like to try some things from some more upscale brands. And and yeah, you try. I mean, there, there's other brands than the ones that I just mentioned, but um, you know, like Express and and Banana Republic, like those, you know, have a lot of brand recognition right away. But um, yeah, we have super cute dresses really cute blazers and the blouses like Calvin Klein, like really, really beautiful stuff. So you have to check it out. Great. I'm psyched about that. Um, for everybody that's watching, if you want to win a signed copy of Tara's book, Modern Mom Probs, which I can show a picture of. Um, if you want to win a copy, leave us a comment and tell us what you think the biggest modern mom problem is. Yes. And, um, yeah, I'm interested to hear. And then we'll choose one. And maybe even if we know the answer, we might answer the problem. Yeah. But I probably won't know. Um. I try. <laughs> I, I hope, right? I mean, sort of like what I do is answer modern mom problems, right? <laughs> That's what I do. You do. You do. And it's been so good talking to you. Um, one of the modern mom problems that I have is that now I have to go work. And because um, <laughs> we do all the things all the time. And all the things all the time. Mostly at, 
at home in little spurts. Um, it's been so awesome to talk to you. You're funny. You're great. You guys go follow her on all the places. Um, I'll put this video up on Instagram in, in a few days again when I solve my problem of having time to put it up. And, <laughs> and you can learn more about Tara and uh, what else? The blue dot project dot org. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go sign up for a style box as soon as I possibly can. I think you're going to love it, Jen. Like, no joke. Like, I see that you have, like, cute style. Like, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh. And, like, in every other day, you get new dresses. Totally. It makes me happy. My life is, like, a mess and falling apart in so many ways all the time. I at least, like, okay, I got dressed. I look cute. That makes me feel happy. And you guys could feel happy, too. So exactly. that's right. That's why I'm doing it. Because, you know, over the pandemic, like, I gained weight. And, like, my clothes don't all fit me. And so no. I I'm sure that I'm not alone in that. I'm sure I'm not the only person that, um, that, you know, maybe her pants don't fit anymore and stuff like that. And so the great thing about the style box is that you could always have different sizes. So if you're transitioning between sizes, then you're not committed to anything. So you try on, you know, a six or an eight or whatever it happens to be. And, and you're not committed. And then you send them back if you want to, you could buy them if you want to, it's totally up to you. That's so awesome. I always say like, Women have go through so many sizes for so many reasons. Yeah. You know, there's pregnancy and there's then hormones changing and your metabolism changing. Yeah. And my husband's always like, why do you have so many clothes? And I'm like, well, really, I only have like a third of those clothes because like a third are the ones that I can currently wear. A third of the ones are that I'm like hoping I can someday get back into. And the third are like the ones from when I was pregnant or postpartum that I don't quite want to get rid of yet. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. you totally hit the nail on the head on, on what it is. That's yeah. how like my closet is too. It was like, I'm going to get back into those. No, you're probably not, Tara. No. Not now. Maybe, no, no, not now. You'd hate to have to go buy, like if you have something really nice that you used to fit into, you'd hate to have to go rebuy that again if you got rid of it and you got into it. I don't know. You know. Yeah. No, no, I agree. And the holidays are coming up too. So now you could rent dresses from the style box for the mm -hmm. holidays. That's exciting. And whatever happens this holiday, at least we can look hot. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Who knows what's going to happen? I see that Lynn um, said the oh. biggest fun and problem is when you when you stop, it takes four people to replace you. 100% Lynn. Yeah, I, I agree because we're doing all the things all, all, the things, things all the time. We could do a whole like episode about that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, all right. Well, so we're going to sign off and I want you guys to go check Tara out on all the places and get your style boxes. And um, thank you so much. We'll have to do thank this. Thank you so much for having me on. This was like such a pleasure. I could chat with you all day long. So thank you. I know. Same. I'm wanting to, but then I'm like looking at my to-do list. Okay. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks everybody. Thanks for joining. Bye. Thank Bye. you.